0: welcome everybody to another true potential do more with your money podcast this is episode 45 and we're recording this on friday the 27th of november it's been another record week on the markets over in the us wall street hit a record high and it came just a couple of minutes after donald trump seemed to accept that joe biden is going to be the next us president so mark henderson's here he'll tell us whether there's any connection whatsoever between those two events. David and Daniel back on the podcast this week. They've talked a lot over the recent weeks about how True potentials had a really, really strong year, a really record strong year in many respects. So we're going to talk a lot today about how we've put that strength to good use in the community and uh, continue to do so and the big impact that's had on a lot of people's lives. So looking forward to getting into that. And we're also joined by Esther McCausland, who's back on the True Potential podcast this week. Esther, it's your first appearance for a few months. We did see you back over the summer, but uh, we've not seen you for a while. So what have you been up to?
1: Well, actually, I've got an exciting story about what I did last night. Um, So I'm now actually a a master chef professional cook. So I did a live cook along with uh, about 30 other contestants last night. So I made a biryani and a, a doll, I think it's pronounced. Um so that was very interesting. So I'm going to start cooking for Liam now. So he's going to have some nice homemade meals.
0: Good. Well, if you have to do a quick dart off halfway through the podcast, we'll know the reason why. Uh, <laughs>
1: uh... Yeah, the time is it... just fine,
0: so it's handy. Oh, I, just, I just meant to get the door, but since you've taken us to that level, uh, never mind, we'll, we'll quickly move on. Um, did it go down well? Was it was it a good biryani? It
1: did. It was actually really nice. It was stressful doing it. There was a lot of things that you needed to to do at the same time, so it was quite stressful. But I just had a glass of wine in the other hand, so that helped a lot.
0: Just don't don't adjust your sets, everybody. This is the Do More with Your Money podcast. I know we took a little uh, swing to a Do More with Your Walk podcast there for a second, but we'll get we'll get back on track. Um, <laughs> oh, you see, it's not walk. You see, typical oh, comment right. if somebody doesn't know.
2: You've got to tell the difference. The cultural differences between British Indian cooking Isn't and Chinese Chinese cooking. Should I have said a Baldy? You should have, yeah. I didn't. I didn't know what you
0: were talking about. <laughs> Daniel, quickly help us out here. True. <laughs> 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 Listen, on a serious note, Daniel, True Potential was named in the press this week, and it was a good one. Um, we got uh, highlighted for our seamless transition to digital tech for. Um, advisor for, for no signatures for, for doing it all digital which is what you've been talking about for many many months now on the podcast so that was another good little tick in the box wasn't it that we're we're starting to see um that really having an effect
3: it, it was i'll 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 put my miserable hat on today because for some reason i'm in a slight bad mood we've been doing that for nearly <laughs> nine years with the platform now by the way it's just it's nice we've finally been noticed <laughs> for it but <laughs> I, I was I was looking at the um, I was reading this the story I read the study which came out a couple of months ago and it's it's fantastic to have the recognition and be mentioned with you know some some other like PLCs out there who are you know well known brand names but then you you look back and you think we haven't really changed what we've done we we strongly believed in paperless and signature free years and years ago we we, mm. we think it's madness that you've got to print off half a rainforest just to open up an ISA uh, from there so. Nine, maybe ten years ago, when we set the platform up, we were we were paperless then. And when I looked at the study, I thought, you know, we've done that, been there, done that already. But you know, thank you for finally mentioning
0: us, I guess, in the in the press for it. I think Mark, we need we need Mark's markets because it was a good week on the U.S. I said at the start, but uh, go on, you you help us out here, rescue this, give us some good news. I think there's been quite a bit of good news this
4: week, and we've seen it coming through into the portfolio of values. So we'll get that. Get that in first that the all of the growth portfolios that we have are showing positive returns yet to date, and that that's that's partly the function of what's happened in the U.S. this week, as you say, hitting a record high. So there there has been some good news, and I'll, I'll I'll touch on it as as we go through the the week's roundup. It started off with the third COVID vaccine, the Oxford-AstraZeneca. Um, cheaper to produce, $3 per dose versus $15 from Pfizer and $25 from Moderna. So there's a big cost-saving there. It's easier to transport, Peter. That's the main thing. It it can stay in your fridge. It doesn't have to go in your freezer. Um, So it it will have a big effect. Um, And if we look at Europe to begin with, um, there's different different strategies for lockdown um, and it's affecting the PMI data that's coming out there. The French haven't done so well, the Germans are a little bit better, I'm not sure how people feel about that. I'll leave it up to yourselves to decide. Um, but what's good is manufacturing is getting better. We're seeing expansion in both Europe, uh, the US and even in the UK. Um, so uh, long may that continue despite what the Chancellor's going to, what he told us uh, earlier in the week. Um, ECB uh, looks like they're going to continue to support the economies, which will be crucial going forward, and inflation expectations in Europe, Peter, are, are, you could say they were good, but, but for markets, not quite so good because they see negative inflation coming through all the way into 2021. Um, what it would be good for it means that there's an expectation of further asset purchase from the ECB so we'll get more on that as, as, as the week goes by next week. Um, UK we've had the chancellor's statement we all saw it we'd all read about it 48 hours before the chancellor actually stood up and and spoke which is I don't know, again, what everybody else feels about it, but I'm getting sick of this leak culture that you've got within the UK where you can read about it in the papers before it actually becomes becomes official. Um, Chancellor, I thought, was quite polished, actually, when he read through the notes. He could have been reading from The Times of two days ago, but we we saw him deliver it. There was none of the Boris... And harring and things like that. So I think that that on delivery came over very well. The message itself, well, some people say it was sobering. I think it was expected positives to lift outwards, to see UK growth 5.5% in the coming 12 months and then 6.6 in 2021. Yes, we know borrowing has gone up. We've seen it, you know, everybody's everybody's seen this during furlough, etc. Um UK debt's 91.4% of GDP Um, in this year. It will rise as we get into 25, 26. Um, But we've also got an unemployment level, which is expected to go up to 7.5%. That's about 2.6 million people, Peter. Um, Again, nothing that was unexpected but you did. You get the jargon coming through again. You know, we've got a restart scheme. We've got kickstart. We've got a lifetime skills guarantee. All of this coming through, and then the promise of the UK Infrastructure Bank, which will be established in the north of England. Right, Newcastle is the north of England. That's where that bank has to go. That's 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 it. Um, overseas
3: aid will be cut. Remember something, Mark? Ah, uh, Danny. Uh, call everybody else, you know. you know part of this bad bad
4: mood that's seeping through the podcast this morning is <laughs> a result of this and what we heard yesterday and we'll come on to that later. Um, moving away into the good, the good news, Peter. Um, it looks like Donald's finally conceded, although he's not actually said it yet. there'll be a smoother handover in the states. Uh, Joe Biden is making plans. Janet Yellen is a key nominee, as Treasury secretary would be good for the markets. If anybody, she's used to working with the Fed having been there, so that will be that will be decent. The Dow hit a record high, the s and p hit a record high. u um, s, we've got house building, which is which is boosted by low interest rates, and the Fed minutes indicate that we could take more action in the bond market. So all in all, that was a great week for the states, really. They also had Thanksgiving and Elon Musk overtook Bill Gates as being the world's second richest person behind um, Jeff Bezos. So there you go. Uh, Something to celebrate in the Musk household. Um, Moving towards Asia, real positive news there. South Korea Business Survey Index for Manufacturing showed highest reading since twenty. 12 Chinese data this morning shows yet a year uh, increase in industrial profits and all of that's fed into the Asian markets. Um, Two other factors, Peter, which is commodity and transport related, you know, the oil prices continue to um, continue to go up. We've got an OPEC meeting coming up where we think that there won't be an increase in production, so that will continue to support oil prices. But we've got the Baltic Dry Index benchmark um, Showing a, an increase. This is the benchmark for moving goods by sea. The cost has gone up by 1.8%, which shows demand's there. And I know that when this gets released, um, <laughs> when we all get released, the podcast is made public. We've got a supporting article there where we're going to be looking at the cost of freight being shipped from the from uh, the Far East into the US and the effect of um, the. Uh, real increase in freight rates there and how it's affecting some parts of the US economy as well. So that will be an interesting read for everybody. And I'd encourage you to, to have spend a couple of minutes just looking at that. Now, to come back to what I said earlier on, Peter, it's filtered through into the portfolio performance. We're up on the growth portfolios yet to date. And if anybody told me back in March that we would be sitting at the end of November saying that the US markets had hit record highs. I would have been a little bit happier uh, earlier in the year. Um, Looking at the two potential portfolios, we always look at the balance because that sits right in the middle and it it gives us an aggregate figure. Month to date, the portfolio is up 7% um, and since launch, we're 41%. So strong figures on one year, it's up as well 2%. Um, So uh, 6% month to date, since launch, 41% balanced portfolio. And as you get into the the, the uh, portfolios containing more equities there, aggressive is up nine and a half percent in the
0: month and 54 percent since launch in 2015. Brilliant. Great statistics. Thank you very much. Mark, you mentioned Thanksgiving there. Um, I did notice earlier in the week I saw a photograph of a big turkey outside the White House, but we'll not talk about <laughs> Donald Trump today for a change. Um, instead, let's. Uh, I wanted to talk a lot today about some of the the, the really good work, I mean, Daniel, you mentioned before, accurately, uh, you know, TP's been been at a lot of this stuff for, for many, many years and never really quite gets the recognition that, that I think and others think that we deserve. But one other aspect <laughs> of that is the great work that we've done for a long time um, in the community with, with lots of different groups and the social good that comes from that. And um, it's worth just we'll get into some of what that means and what we have done this year, especially. But before we do, just maybe set a bit of a scene, if you wouldn't mind. Why have we been able to do more, if to, to coin a phrase, um, in this year? It's because of the strength that you and the others have woven into the business over the pre- previous 10, 11, 12 years that, that set us up, if you like, unintentionally but perfectly for this difficult year we've had. And we've been able to put a lot of that to good use. But maybe just talk a little bit, if you wouldn't mind, for a minute or two about the kind of strength that there is going through the business this year particularly.
3: I, I think that the strength comes from the, the foundations which were put in place when True Potential was formed. You know the the, the fact that we are a one platform, one set of data, digitally enabled organisation is, is not an accident, and uh, that was by design way back when. Um, and it's been something that say David was the chief architect, behind a, a long time ago, and something that we we took into True Potential. Um, I've said it before on pod on on these podcasts. You would never want a pandemic like we've had this year. You don't. You don't want the disruption. You don't want the the anxiety, the hits, the the, the health issues with which this year has brought. But the positive for for an organisation like True Potential, where where we talk about hybrid advice, hybrid advice being a great fusion of the person but also the technology, it it, it proves proves the mechanism. It, it proves it works. And you look at the business results. But um, I, I talked last month about the fact that October had been our best ever month on record, which followed the fact that uh, quarter three had been our best ever quarter for business at True Potential. Two days ago, November became our best ever month. We surpassed October and at about, I'm looking at the time now, by about 11 a.m. today, we'll have surpassed half a billion pounds worth of sales at True Potential. So that's half a billion pound of New client money being invested onto true potential into the true potential portfolios, with, which Mark mentions there. So, a real, a real position of strength and a real opportunity for me to say thank you to everybody for for listening to us this year and listening to the messages which Mark, Jeff, and the rest of the investment management team have, have put through. Which is the pandemic's just a system shock, and things will start to improve and get better. And you're seeing that now. So, so thank you for everybody who's. And trusted us and placed you know half a billion pounds for this month alone um, if we move across to the the the, the social side of things uh, peter i know you as you said you, you're going to be talking about some of this and i i think and it, it, it it's it's a belief that I actually shared with the senior partners at true potential but actually staff at true potential as well which is private business has it has a responsibility to use its, its its profits in the right way um and, and that that ticks a lot of boxes obviously private business should look after its shareholders you should look after your staff you should look after your clients but i think as well you, you should have the the ability to use some of your profit and some of the, the 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 size of your organization to push through some some really good projects for community side of things i was interviewed a couple of days ago for an awards entry and an industry awards side of things and i was asked what's true potential strategy on esg funds um you know they're, they're, they're everyone's favorite hot topic at the moment i guess and true potential, we don't have a specific esg fund but that that's not because we don't look at it you know market waxed over all day about the way in which he interacts with every single fund manager in true potential and and how they interact from a kind of social good side of things. But I turned the question on its head and I said, True Potential as an organization, we believe in putting our money where our mouth is. Instead of just creating a fund and giving wishy-washy language about ESG, we've invested 250,000 pounds this year into social good enterprises from there. So that's everything from some of the causes that you're gonna talk about today, Peter. Social mobility work, I work at The Beacon, I work for local charities, but it also comes, comes across to the way in which we, um, we run apprenticeship schemes for our staff, the way in which every staff member at True Potential, they don't have to be an apprentice, they could have been with us many years, has the opportunity to train further and develop the skills at True Potential. And then even looking across at the environmental side of things, you know, we mentioned about True Potential being you know, 95% paperless. Um, that does save, it saves us tens of thousands of pounds a month in print and paper costs. So it's great from a profitability side of things, but it also saves trees and trees every single day. Um, you know, Esther tends to work from head office most days. So Esther sees firsthand the amount of posts we get in from other product providers, from banks, from Standard Life, from Aviva, from all of these kind of like, where yeah, we're posh, you know, where they are the large organizations. We get 10 crates of posts a day from these dinosaur organizations. and. Our job, we have to then get them, we scan it in, we put it into electronic systems, and then we shred it and recycle it. So every month um we get a certificate, don't we? we kind of save that that yeah from from or oh, that month from recycling side of things. So it's a lovely spin-off from, from using good technology, is the fact that you're not, you know, dragging this environmental side of things down. So it's just just a theme I want to introduce, which is when you think about ESG and you think about strategies like that, have a look at what the organization's doing. Don't just look at the marketing brochure, which is, we have an ESG fund, you know, and it's like, like, like trendy people walking around with, you know, beards on and, and as David would say, drinking, you know, a skinny latte. Um, is it a, a skinny cappuccino, David, or a latte?
2: Skinny latte, Dan. It's, it's but you've got to also, you,
3: yeah. you've got to cross your legs like
2: a cowboy. You've got to have, like, your leg on your ankle. And 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 lean back. Have your shirt open a bit, like Peter. And and uh, sorry if I'm putting the wrong one. But open. But he needs to have another button down. Uh, Mark right. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: Peter looks as though his one button's down there, but that's because I don't know. No, I don't knew Mark, can't... you knew that wearing a shirt in typical standard, age old fashion, just not doing the top button, could yield so much abuse. For, for. Oh, who knew? Who knew? Who knew? David could read so much into the way you are button your shirt up. I don't
2: think. <laughs> exactly. it a, I think it was just an observation. <laughs> it's bit. I, I can read. I can read lots into uh, things like that Peter. Um, I, I just Danny's quite right, but uh, and I'm conscious Esther hasn't uh, spoken, but she wants to tell us a lot more about a master chef thing. So she <laughs> we'll, we'll let her back in and.
0: Uh,
1: through, I'm actually yeah, going to do happened, a lie uh, uh, there. That's why the... I'm sat in the
0: kitchen. Yeah. Well, I was, I was hoping you were going to make everyone a bacon sandwich and put it. David was talking about earlier. Get it sent <laughs> round. But um, right. we'll just we'll we'll just get into some of that. Daniel, you did you did a nice job of summarising there, um, kind of what we do through the through the piece. There's a we published a report um, last week called Pathway to Progress, which is on the website. We'll put the link on the screen for people to click, um, which captures all that exactly what you said. The outreach we do. With the beacon that we'll talk about shortly in the harrison center there right through to what that means for access to working at true potential and then and then uh, progression within the firm we'll just play a video in here um about that uh, that report called pathway to progress from um justine greening who, who obviously founded the co- the social mobility pledge with david um she did a nice little video for us which explains perfectly what you just talked about daniel so we'll have a listen to that
5: Social mobility isn't something that just happens. It's a process that can go on over a whole lifetime. Nobody gets to decide where they're born, what background or what kind of upbringing they have. But these things can too often determine their life chances even before they've had time to think about them. The Social Mobility Pledge is working to show that targeted interventions throughout a person's lifetime can completely change not only someone's outcomes but also the opportunities that they get two years ago david harrison and i set up the social mobility pledge committing true potential to delivering more opportunities in financial services outside london and in the northeast david and true potentials chief executive daniel harrison have built a pathway to progress based on talent attitude and aptitude, right on the banks of the River Tyne. Step one, True Potential help create a school and help set disadvantaged people back on the path to success. Through its sister organisation, the Harrison Centre for Social Mobility, they deliver key skills learning. Step two, True Potential change their recruitment policies to reward talent, effort and determination not the candidate's connections or background. Introducing name-blind recruitment and a thriving apprenticeship scheme really solidified their commitment to the core principles of the Social Mobility Pledge. Step three, True Potential opened up an academy, giving apprentices and Harrison Centre students the opportunity to learn brand new skills. They then often have the opportunity to secure full-time employment and progress within the company. The work that True Potential has done covers every aspect of a social mobility journey, from raising aspirations with the Harrison Center to offering real-world experience and open recruitment. The action plan that we're launching with David, Daniel, and True Potential today builds on the amazing work that's already been done. And I'm proud that we can now set out the next level of ambition to make an even bigger impact on levelling up Britain.
0: So David, Justine, told can you us ask you, sorry, on, go on.
2: I can, can I just say on on that, that was a great video of just, Justine's fantastic. Um, but I, I'm just worried about it because obviously somebody's been in <laughs> and screwed a house, haven't they? They've nicked all the
0: furniture. <laughs> They've the, the left that bike in the, in the video there. Uh, David Justine was talking about the the Harrison Centre, so it's worth just focusing in on that a bit as well because there's an awful lot of great work happens down there, and we've been involved. Well, y- you can talk about it. I mean, we set up the social the Harrison Centre for social mobility three years ago, um, and I remember with you going down there when that the, the beacon of light was was literally a building site. I mean, there was nothing in it, um, just a, an empty shell. But right now, there's there's hundreds of young people going through there. So tell us tell us a bit about what happens at the Harrison Centre, at the Beacon of Light, you know, the kind of people who are in there and what yeah. goes on. I love Sunderland, basically. I, I, I think they're a great
2: bunch of people. But you mentioned, like, an empty shell. Just next door to them, it's a thing called the Stadium of Light. And, you know, right now, under the pandemic, it's just similar to a normal season for them. There's hardly <laughs> anybody there watching that. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't think... I couldn't kind of, for, for viewers farther afield field in here, they won't understand the uh, uh, the way that we uh, love each other. Um, but uh, <clears throat> we, I, I feel a bit of a fraud in a way, because all we did there, at the Beacon of Light, like is almost piggyback on the work that's been done for many, many years by lots and lots and lots of people in uh, Durham and Wearside and South Tyneside um, uh, and, and lots of, you say, wealthier people. Um, uh, there are there are a lot of, County Durham's a big county, way. there's a lot of people live there. I think this is the thing in Sundan. I can remember when Sundland was part of County Durham. I can remember when Gates was part of County Durham. Um, uh, so they're, they're a good bunch and we put some money into it and we put some time and effort into it and then we began... I think, as they would say, to work in partnership. Sometimes people say we work in partnership, and it's really not. It's just a it's a byword for we've took your money, um, but we're pretending we're in partnership. They, they don't pretend. They, they, these are very dedicated, good quality human beings who make a proper difference. And I was quite skeptical. I, I, we see all these... Things I'm skeptical about the, the money that the Chancellor is going to give out, you know, uh, up, up, up north as if we're a different breed altogether, which is another thing that pees me off, really. Um, but I I, I I think that when you look at Beacon of Light, Peter, I think you've got something which is quite exceptional. We just do it. I don't want recognition, we don't want recognition for it. We just do it. And th- that's what I liked about The Beacon of Light. Mm. They make a difference. And we said to them, Peter, I I think, and I think Daniel was there at the time. All we want is, we want you to get a job, right? I'm not bothered about anything else. We want to give you the skills. They deserve many chances in life because someday they just change. And I've just seen that all my life. One day people just change and they become different and they've got a purpose. And The beginning of Life does that. It gives them the skills that allow them to get a job. And that's all I say to them. Yeah. I'm going to help you get a job. And when you get the job, here's another thing you do. You keep your job until you get a better one. Because what I found, Peter, is you learn from other people. When you go to work, when you become an apprentice, when you do anything, at any age, you learn from people around you. And that helps to bring them up. That helps to bring them up. They get there themselves. They don't, you know, they don't pump them. They've got to get the bus. They've got to find a way to get to Sunderland. Sunderland's not easy to get to from parts of Durham that they serve. Because it's not just about Sunderland. They they have a wide catchment area. And these kids are great. They're just just kids. Yeah. just, you know, there's nothing wrong with them. They're just kids. Yeah. And yeah. if you just take the time to talk to them uh, and get them to look you in the eye and get them to just raise the horizons, you know.
0: You talked a lot about the, the work that goes on at the Harrison Centre and um, the, the sort of ethos, if you like, of it. I caught up with uh, Jamie, who was the managing director there. We had, we had a little chat earlier in the week, and Jamie told us a bit more about what goes on down at the Harrison Centre. Hi there, Jamie. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks, yourself. Yeah, really good. Thank you. Jamie, just um, for our audience watching today, maybe just give us a quick update on or a quick overview of. Of kind of your role at the at the foundation and, and obviously then within the Beacon of Light as well.
6: Yeah, so uh, my role is um, the managing director um, at the foundation. So um, I've been here 19 years, uh, starting off as a as a casual coach and uh, sort of been here ever since. Um, done ver- various roles over the years, but I suppose the role I, I find myself in now, um, I suppose I've, I've got two sides to it. One is the delivery side of the business, so. You know everything across the, the the five curriculum areas that we have now, um, and, and managing the quality and making sure that the the customer experience is right, um, and then obviously um, sort of in February this year took took on the the additional sort of responsibility of the the commercial and the operational side of the building as uh, the business as well. So um, managing the web uh, the the marketing and comms team, obviously the commercial sales through Claire, who obviously you guys work very closely with, and. Um, and then also the the operational uh, running of the building as well. So yeah. a very diverse role, but um, yeah, one that I get a, a lot of, a lot of pleasure out of.
0: And tell us uh, a bit about the the people that come through to the Beacon and the kind of difference it's making to their lives and in the community.
6: Yeah, I think um, obviously when when we were in the design uh, sort of phase of the building, and we had this vision that um, you know a family would walk into the into the building. And no, no matter sort of the age range, there would be something for everybody. Um, so I think our our youngest participants are like six months old, you know, through the, the sort of baby sensory classes that we do all the way through. I think our oldest participant this year was 104. Wow. Um, so I think, you know, there is there is literally something for everyone, whether that's, you know, physical activity or whether it's education or whether it's more on that aspirational side of careers. You know, I think... Um, yeah we we literally work with every age group at the at the foundation, which is brilliant. And obviously the beacon has helped help bring that to life a little bit with the with the different zones within the building, yeah. And I think just over
0: your shoulder, i can I can actually see the Harrison Center, which is through those gray doors, I think, just over your shoulder there. yeah um, And as I was explaining before the Harrison Center sort of opened in well, the Harrison Center for Social Mobility uh, in twenty seventeen and obviously has a big reach across the country with various um, partners and charities we work with, but the actual physical, if you like, um, centre is is just over your shoulder there. Um, just, I mean, I've, we've already talked with David and Daniel about some of the work that goes on there, but from your point of view, what is it that happens in the Harrison Centre itself with the young people who are in there of, of, of various ages? What kind of happens in there that makes a real difference, do you think, and, and hopefully will have a long-lasting impact?
6: And I think I, I used the word earlier, aspirations, you know, and I think, um, unfortunately, a, a lot of young people that we come across don't have any, you know, they for whatever reason um, they, they 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 tend to leave school, whether that's left early or you know they've left and they've just they don't they have no real goal or plan of where they want to be. So you know I think the work that goes on in there is 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 really essential in terms of you know hopefully um, capturing the imagination of these young people and and really helping them sort of uh, identify. Want to go and what they want to be and you know I think the the beauty of the world of work zones behind us is um they've, they've got an opportunity to to try different industries within the, within a, a safe environment and I think that's what the beacon provides you know it provides an environment through the tutors and uh, through the building itself where um and then the work that the, the tutors do around raising aspirations about increasing confidence about developing those um what we would call probably um uh you know basic skills of you know shaking hands making eye contact having a conversation with an adult you know through developing those areas um you know we believe we're making a, a really big impact and obviously the support of you know yourselves is 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 you know we, we can't we can't put a price on that you know because without that it just becomes another program but i think what makes us different to all the other providers out there is the links to real life businesses like yourself who can provide opportunities and and experiences for these young people
0: yeah, exactly. Um and th- but this year's been a particular challenge, hasn't it? Because of course you make a great virtue of the kind of face to face contact and and the work with the tutors and the young people, but that's been really difficult this year, like for everybody, where it's had to be more more remote. So how have you adapted to that with COVID?
6: Yeah, it's um it's been a challenge like it has for everybody. I think um, you know, one of the one of the things when I when I eventually get to sit back and reflect on the last sort of year, that'll be one of, that'll be right up there with the things I'm proud of. I think the way that the skills team um, almost overnight, had to adapt their delivery methods to to keep in touch with the young people because you know I think it would have been easy, and I know a lot of other organisations just shut the doors and said, right, we'll see you when it's safe again. Whereas actually, we 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 were quite uh, adamant from the from the offset that actually this is where our young people need us most. Um, so you know, moving the delivery online, uh, you know, we had staff driving out and making uh, sort of gate. You know, garden gate drops of work, packs of work, and um and and just finding a way to engage these young people and keep them motivated and keep them because the fear for us was that we would lose them, you know, halfway through a program. Um, so I think you know and, and undo that hard work that had gone in to get them through the door and get them engaged. So you know, the staff here were were brilliant in terms of you know being really individual, you know, with every with every learner and. You know, some learners are really comfortable online and using online resources. Some are not. You know, some don't like it. So you know, yeah, That's where the you know the, we kept a, a limited face-to-face interaction by dropping workbooks off and 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 resources off to their garden gates. But yeah, I think um, what the skills team did to to keep engaging people over that period was was phenomenal, really. And it's no coincidence that now we're allowed to deliver and allowed to do face-to-face. Our numbers are really good. Um, and I think that's because of the, the the relationships that we continued and didn't take the easy option, I suppose.
0: Yeah. And I think one of the perhaps long lasting legacies of this, or hopefully, is that I know we've agreed that, you know, through True Potential, we're going to drop off a lot of laptops. when we, As soon as we can get down to see you, uh, we're <laughs> going to do that. And, and hopefully that will continue that kind of blended face to face and online learning. Just finally, Jamie, while we've got you, um, it's obviously great news that um you know david and Danielle have, have agreed to continue the partnership again so we're going to go into 2021 this partnership between yourselves at the foundation and the harrison center so that's obviously great news isn't it that we're, we're going to be kind of keeping on keeping on if you like yeah absolutely i mean
6: i think um you know because i've been so long i think i i see things probably a little bit different uh to, to the people who have just come in and it's a norm that we work in partnership with people like yourself i think um what makes us different from all the other football club foundations out there, I think, is the power of partnership. You know, and I think that it's not um, it's not in many ways you just providing us with some funding to keep us going. We do work together and it's a joint approach and you're you, you're you're as keen about the outcomes on our projects as we are, which I think is is brilliant. And I think, um, you know, we're very aware that we need that level of support to be able to run these programmes. But it's the added value of working with companies like yourselves. Who really care about the outcomes that that make us different to any other provider out there? So, you know, from my, from me, you know, thank you to yourselves because it's um, without you it doesn't work um, and it doesn't have the same impacts and outcomes for the young people that we work with.
0: Brilliant stuff. Okay, well, look, Jamie, thanks very much. Great to have you along on the on the podcast and hear about your side of of how things are working down there at the foundation and within the Beacon of Light as well. So, give our best to everybody and we'll uh, we'll see you very soon
6: thank you very much take
0: care so that was that was jamie there from the, the the harrison center there at the beacon of light talking about the the amazing work that goes on daniel i'll come to you in a moment and just talk a bit about more about the the sort of true potential side and how true potential this year you and esther particularly have worked together on supporting a lot of uh, really great uh, charities and perhaps unsung heroes as well we'll get into that in a moment or two but mark just from your perspective as a senior partner as well how important is it for you that do you think that true potential gets involved in things like the social mobility pledge that David talked about, and the Harrison Centre that we've we've just heard about as well, because it in some ways it can seem a little bit remote, but it's not, is it? It's absolutely part of the TP culture.
4: No, it has to be, Peter, because if you if you take a narrow view on life, you, you you're going to miss opportunities. You know, we talk about the diversification within the portfolios, how we have to look all the way around the world for for investment opportunities. If we were stuck to looking at just the UK at the moment. We we would we wouldn't be getting the returns for clients that we are. If you take that diversification and the wide the ability to look wider, you know it 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 has so many benefits. When you look at the staff that we've been able to bring into the organisation, right across all all parts of True Potential, you know I, I look at the, the investment management firm because I sit amongst them every day, and we've got people of of different ages, different experiences but they're all totally committed to, to producing the returns that we need for clients. And if you extend that across into True Potential Wealth Management and Advisor Services, every day the people are, are interested in the end client, what we're delivering there. Now, David, David was quite right. You, you give people a chance to come in and the apprentices that we've brought in, not all of them see the way or you know through with us but we we can point to the people who started off as apprentices peter and have got really important jobs within the organisation and that's because we were able to give them a the chance um, the blind cv yes it creates a lot of extra work it's it's it at times it falls down because people will put in what their hobbies are and what they what they've been doing in university or in a school you know captain of the the under 18 boys football team you think well there's a bit of there's a bit of a clue in there, but uh, but it it it's it's helped us grow, Peter. It's helped us grow as an organisation, yeah. and we've got r- skilled people who started straight from school. Not necessarily, you don't
0: need a degree to 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 push your way through true potential.
7: Yeah,
0: and that's that's a really important part there of, of what we call it when we talk about this pathway that we're opening up financial services at the very outset to to more people in different. Uh, people, or people who might not have any experience in it, let's say. But then once they're in, we we make a great virtue of the fact that you can come in and maybe doing one job, but there's the opportunity if you want it and you're prepared to dedicate yourself to it, to within true potential, to to maybe go off on a different route. And I think that's you, you've kind of touched nicely on that. Esther, we've had a great, a lot of fun this year doing various uh, activities with the staff to to really try to have a bit of because you know charity isn't just um, you know, it's not just about the kind of beneficiary, it's also about the fun that you can have when you're trying to raise some money as well. You know, it's 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 not a bad thing to make, you know, to have a bit of fun while you're trying to do some good. In fact, I think it's part of it. Mm-hmm. Tell us a bit about some of the things we've done this year amongst the entire office to try to, as we've talked about, have a bit of social good, but have some fun as well.
1: Yeah, of course. So the good thing, just what we've talked about earlier with Two Potential is we've always done a monthly charity day. So staff can put forward and they nominate a charity so something personal to them and then you know we usually do a dress down day when we're all in the office but when we we're obviously in lockdown and we're dressing down every day that didn't have the same appeal so we thought this is going to be a good opportunity to do something for a good cause but also have the fun with the staff bring the social aspect to it sort of engage with the staff more because we're not seeing each other face to face so the last um podcast I was on we talked about the sports day that we did we've done it a summer activity afternoon a challenge week um so since that podcast we've had um I think it was October we did uh, the British Heart Foundation it was and we had a live Head shave on one of our staff weekly webinars. So mm-hmm. I had a, a willing volunteer, lewis yeah. midgley put forward the British Heart Foundation because it was a a charity close to his heart. I, I, Esther, I was
0: going to say it was good of David to volunteer for that. It hasn't quite. <laughs> good, but, uh, it wasn't. Sorry, yeah, Gary. Just
1: to go back a bit, isn't it? Um. So obviously that was amazing. And then November and December we're doing the Cash for Kids charity, which you know, we supported last year. We were able to, to do it in person. So it was everyone to bring gifts for the children who unfortunately aren't in a position to get festive presents. So we had the trade head office, we had all the presents around, you know, the staff really got involved. But because this year we're in a different situation and um, we're doing the cash for kids have asked for cash donations. So for the next two months, we're going to try and raise five thousand pounds, which two potential match to give to to such a good cause. So, and what
0: are we asking? What are we asking people to do for that then? What's 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 the, what's the kind of challenge we've got? We've set the staff.
1: Okay, so well, you might have noticed I've been saying festive, or trying to to avoid saying the say word that happens on the twenty fifth of December. So we'll have if you say that word, you have to pay a fine. So everyone's trying to catch each other out. So it's say, for example, if you're part of the management team, it's a ten pound fine. So it can get quite expensive. But that money goes to charity. So um so it's been it's been fun and people's tallies are so high because it takes a while to get used to not saying it, and then once you're in the habit. You feel bad even having it on the radio. You're like, eh, they've just said the same word. Um, so the staff, the staff love it. It's It has been so much fun. We're asking them all to send pictures of them with the festive tree, festive hat on, just some festive themed picture. Um, so we're going to put them on baubles on the festive tree. <sighs>
0: I'm sweating. Well,
1: I did so well there. You <laughs> mentioned oh, uh, the. <laughs>
0: Esther, you mentioned saying the C word on the radio and uh, of course um, I'm trying not to not say it myself, but the, the cash for kids uh, charity is part of Metro radios um, campaign, which is, you know, our kind of like regional radio station in the Northeast where, where we are. And uh, I think it was last week, uh, Daniel called into Metro radios breakfast show to speak to the presenters about this, about, about what we're doing. And I, I think if you say the C word it's, as you said, it's a 10 pound fine. If you say it on the radio when there's 400,000 listeners, I think it's £10 times 400,000, frankly. <laughs> so I think we'll, we should have a listen in now and see, 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 how, see how Daniel got on and whether, it was, whether he managed to avoid it or whether it was a very expensive phone call.
7: Steve, right.
6: We are brilliant. Now, Dan, tell us where you work.
7: We work for True
6: Potential in Newburn. True Potential in Newburn, and you guys are heavily involved in Cash for Kids Mission Christmas this year, aren't you?
7: That's right. Yeah, uh, following on from last year, we we love getting involved with Cash for Kids, love the cause, and and wanted to not just help again this year, but try better what we did last
6: year. So what kind of things are you going to be doing to fundraising? Have you decided yet?
7: Yeah, well, this year, obviously, we're we're in lockdown. So last year, everybody was in the office, and it was easy to get involved. We're getting everybody into the spirit, um, jumpers, hats, uh, all of that. And we're asking all of our team to, there's about 300 of us, so we're asking all of the team to get their gear on, get their best snaps, and then we're going to put them around the tree at head office, um, and also uh, donate uh, from there. So, Oh,
6: brilliant. And I believe you're also doing another special fundraising game.
7: Tell us more about that. So we're doing a bunch of festive challenges this year, and one of the challenges is that we're not allowed to say the C word, which happens uh, on the 25th of December. Um, <laughs> if, if, if we say it, uh, it's a £10 fine for me and the rest of the management team and a uh, £5 fine for the staff. So every every time it's said, either on the email or during like a, a, a Microsoft Teams call, um, their money gets collected, and that's going to go towards cash for kids as well. Oh, so, amazing. Well, Dan,
6: you've, do, you've done well
7: so far. I mean, you, you've been so on the phone far. now for about a minute and a half, and you, you haven't said the <laughs> C word yet. Not yet. But you I'm did mention the staff
6: wearing jumpers. What kind of jumpers is it you want them to wear? They're festive
7: jumpers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
6: And you said <laughs> you're going to be putting things around the tree. Well, what kind of tree is it?
7: It's a winter pine tree.
6: <laughs> <laughs> and after you did it on the twenty fifth, what would you be pulling?
7: I think I'll be just pulling crackers and nothing else.
6: <laughs> <laughs> well, he's you're good. very
5: good so far. He's good.
6: He's good. Well, listen, Dan, thank you very much for you and all the guys there at True Potential. In
5: fact, True Potential have said they're going to match whatever you raise this year, aren't they?
7: That's right. So it's, it's double the fun, really. So I think that the, the, the staff—we're asking all, all the team at True Potential to dig deep. Uh, we're looking to raise over five thousand pounds from the wow. staff alone, and then. Yeah, they, they get double the fun then because me and the rest of the management team have to then put our money in and, and double wow. what, what they raise as well. So Absolute uh, legends! Thank you so all, much for all that. The yeah, it's it's a fantastic cause, and I think this this year more than ever, I think uh, support for us all to kind of pull together, isn't it, and help everybody else with a doubt. It's so such an awesome cause.
6: Dan, we love you and the guys at True Potential. Thank you so much for being involved and continuing your support for Mission Christmas. Thanks, mate. It's
7: our pleasure. Thank you very much. Dan. <laughs>
0: Yes, Mary, you know what. You, Dan? Cheers, so well done, Daniel. You managed to avoid saying the c word on the radio, but that was that was a bit of fun, wasn't it? And but for yeah. a great cause. No, it
3: is. It'll, it'll, it'll take more than Stephen Curry to catch me out to say the <laughs> say the c word on on the radio, Peter. And it's it felt like Stephen Curry had been briefed ahead of time as well to try and catch me out, as well. I don't I've know. just got I, a feeling.
0: I don't know who would do a thing like that.
3: Yes, yeah. <laughs> I wonder. Um, but, but no, Peter, I think um we 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 supported them last year, and I, I think um, that's a, a a lovely cause, I think, out there. the the Cash for kids it, it's a year round cause, but at this time of year, they're turning in a mission seaward um from from there. And that it's all about it's it's not just about providing gifts for for children and all that that's such an essential side of things where. I think last year I think they they, they provided eighteen thousand different gifts in the in the kind of north northeast of England uh, for children who otherwise would have woken up and had nothing uh, from there. So I think you know for, from there it's, it's such a such a lovely outcome. But they they actually also help with 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 um with with, with some other family causes as well there. And they've been hit particularly hard this year because as well as doing the the Cash for Kids presents donation side of things, they, they also Raise money via they they tend to do a yearly uh, charity event called Laugh for Kids as well, which is you know they get different northeast comedians up and um I've I've been to the last couple of years and normally you have to bring a present along in lieu of a ticket and things so that that no so they're missing out on on things like that as well so it's uh it's it's good to support them I think as Esther says normally we just support them in December but we wanted to make the most of the fact that in November getting on prepped to get get the C-word fines in, get everyone wearing the city hats and jumpers to, to put around the, the winter pine tree, as I've called it on, on the radio. <laughs> and then as we run into December, we can really raise that money. And and I, I, I do implore everybody to kind of, you know, put some money in there because, you know, me, David, Mark, uh, Neil and Earl, we're, we're, you know, via true potential would we'll be matching the donations there. And it would be fab to get more than £5,000 in just in donations alone. So I think if anybody's listening here, I know we tend to send the link out. Um, but if, if any of our clients or advisors are listening as well, please use our link to do
0: it and you and effectively double your money. Yeah, we'll, we'll put the link on the on the screen for that as well. So everyone knows where to go. Esther, the other one that, that stands out this year was the the great north car park run that that we uh, that we did. Tell us what if any. I know we talked about it early over the summer, but. in case anybody missed, and we're getting about an extra 50,000 viewers per week to the the podcast every week, so uh, there'll be a few people who did miss that one. Just remind us, what what was that all about, the Great North Car Park Run?
1: Yeah, so as the name suggests, we did, um, because the Great North Run was cancelled, we decided, because 11 of our staff were going to run for the Sunshine Fund, so we thought we'd pledge the miles that they were going to run on the day and get all of the staff, so there's about 320 of us, to run 0.48 miles in that contribution so when we were allowed to be in the office we did a, a run we turned the car park into like a race track and all the staff had to run around and do the great north car park run all had the t-shirts so it was just everyone was in bright yellow had a little biao prosecco at the finish line We managed to raise so much money for the sunshine fund they came along to one of the events and it was just it was so another Fun thing that we did for the staff and everybody loved it. Well,
0: let's have a little look at it because we did uh, we did do a little video as well of that of that day. And you're right, it was great fun. So let's let's have a little reminder of what it was like.
6: It's great for a good cause. A cause that is going to lose out on a lot of money this year because Great North Run's not happening. But it's great. That- team here at True Potential have been able to do something to help them out at this point in time. Uh, it's really, really good. really great to be back in the office and supporting a, a local charity that does a lot for disabled children locally. And hopefully we've raised a, a big amount of money. I can see Esther in the background behind you there, Kate, with a big cheque. £2,500 on there, so it's a lot of money for a good course, and, uh, given the, the Great North Runs being cancelled this
0: Mark, I Mark, I remember seeing you there that day, Mark, and you, Daniel, obviously Esther, you and I were there. I don't remember seeing you, David... Doing the car park run, Did, have you have you done your I, done your four laps yet or not? Yeah, I, look, it, I could
2: do that backwards really. I could do that stand on my head, you know. As you know, um, I, I've got like a funny story, and I don't want this. We, there's two stories. One is that what the viewers won't know is that there's a sort of conspiracy goes on that it, it gets me edit some of my things that I say get edited out for whatever reasons because we we uh, don't want to offend old people I think maybe um, but I've got a funny story about that C word um, because I think some of the viewers might be thinking we're getting mixed up with a really really naughty word like a naughty <laughs> word like a C word like cauliflower or some other C word that uh, there's another one for SCC she thought cauliflower start with a K well, it's not, it's a C. Right. So anyway, but I'll tell you, very, very. because not everybody understands this, but what, what I hadn't realised is at least one other uh, firm in the North had the same tradition, because this goes back years and years where one day I got, it was sometime in the beginning of, end of October, beginning of November, people were going, what are you getting for C? What are you getting? Ooh, where are you going? Oh, Get, you know, fill, fill the menu up. You're going out for the sea party and all, and all this Right? I said that's it. Get up with this, right? Just get get bloody well working. Otherwise, there'll be no sea parties for any of you, right? Just get working, right? You've got plenty of time. We're giving. I'm paying for it. I have a few days off at that time of the year. You lazy sods. Now let's get moving. Anybody says it, and the noise is like fifty pence. But now, you know, I'm like creating my own thing as a tenor. you know, so I'm going around, you know, helping sell the big issue with Lord Bird in order to get some money to pay for my own fines. Anyway, there's another, there's at least one other firm that a friend of mine told me about who did this. And it was mostly, the board of this firm was mostly women. I think it was, like, um, I think there's six of them, I think five are women and there's one poor, bloody man in the middle of it all you know um, getting told to get dictation and get this and get that and go and get me a cup of tea you know that kind of thing that's what happens to you unless you're careful you know they they get you and and this guy was going along and he was doing something else I don't believe in It's just taking people out for lunch or for dinner in order to get business a bit like going you should play golf with the client you know you get a lot of business no you don't you just get a lot of exercise right? So anyway, they, they went, this guy was sitting there and they were saying, ah, so the the, the lady chief executive told this look, who was a printer, that about this word tradition at the had, And she said, so we're not allowed to see the word this time of the year. And he, he'd had a few drinks. <laughs> and he's trying to get the business from them. He's trying to get them signed up in this big order. And he said, what you mean, C, but like the proper nasty thing, and they <laughs> looked at him. <laughs> so he just come out with a word, and, look at it and it went quiet, you know. And he realized he'd done something really bad. Um, and they said, No, not that C, the other C. You know. Yeah, well, apparently
3: the lady had went, Oh, I'll not say his name,
1: not that word, no! <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's a, she
2: said, that's the one word I hate. Yeah. He, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't get the business. <laughs> so it, it's it's always best to check. <laughs> out he went, head ejected salesman, you know. Out, gone home. And I, I think he went to the pub, but unfortunately he told somebody and unfortunately it's got back to me. So wherever I go. Take any secret you give to me. Don't with me for a millisecond.
7: Because
2: I think you know if it's if it's worth telling me, it's worth me
0: telling anybody. Everybody sure. on the podcast. <laughs>
3: Everybody
0: on the podcast. Right. Well, thank you for that. Uh thank you for that lesson, David. And You're welcome. Uh, You're welcome. I think we're probably just about out of time there for the day. So that's been good yeah. fun. Uh I'm so- here to please. Absolutely. Thank you very much. More of the same next week, I'm quite sure. So thank you to Esther, Mark, Daniel and David. And thank also to you for watching and tune in again next week. Bye, everybody.
3: Subscribing to True Potential YouTube channel is quick and easy. Simply go to your YouTube app on your phone, type in True Potential and press the red subscribe option. You'll then be notified as and when new videos are released.